coffee in the big game. Dust off your Walkmans and grab your Rubik's Cube. Don't cross the streams. I got a great idea, you guys. Click shoes. This is Radio Wayne's Wine to Grow On, your 30-minute time machine to the coolest moments in 80s and 90s pop culture, wrapped up in a tasty spiritual hot pocket. Stick around for some great retro fun, and if you're not careful, you might learn something before it's done. And now, here's your host, Wayne Cordova. Welcome, True Believers, to another episode of Radio Wayne's One to Grow On. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova, your captain on this nostalgia cruise, sailing the cool waters of pop culture from the 80s and 90s. From Power Rangers to Pac-Man, we're revisiting the sights, sounds, and yes, even the tastes of the coolest decades. Now, if you're feeling a little pity the foolish, you're in the right place. In today's episode, we're talking about the one and only Mr. T. Born Lawrence Thoreau, Mr. T is a force of nature that broke onto pop culture scenes with his iconic role as B.A. Baracus in the 80s TV hit The A-Team and Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. With his mohawk, gold chains, and trademark catchphrases, Mr. T quickly became more than just a TV star. He became a brand. But the man himself is so much more. From his humble beginnings to his time as a wrestler and even a motivational speaker, Mr. T has led a life as colorful and varied as his screen characters. And of course, who could forget his stint as a serial mascot with the unforgettable tagline, I pity the fool who don't eat my cereal. So. If you've ever flexed your muscles in front of a mirror and wished you had a mohawk, or if you just want to learn more about this larger-than-life character, this is the episode for you. So get ready, buckle up, and let's dive into the world of Mr. T. Do you accept the challenge for a rematch with Balboa? I reject the challenge because Balboa is no challenge, but I'd be more than happy to beat up on him some more. I always said he was nothing. I can't wait to see this bum fall. What do you think of him being trained by Apollo Creed? Apollo who? You talking about that old fool Apollo Creed? Shucks. One has yeah, been just teaching another. That's all Apollo been keep doing, talking. been running off at the mouth lately. And when I see him, I'm going to close it for him. All right. When will the match take place? The sooner the better. I'm the champion of the world. And nothing can be done about that. I can't be beat. And I won't be beat. This time I'm going to train even harder. There won't be no quick knockdowns. I'm going to torture him. I'm going to crucify him. Real bad. Hard words from a hard man. Mr. T, the iconic figure of the 1980s, is not just a tough guy persona. He's an American actor, former pro wrestler, and inspiration to millions. His journey from a challenging childhood to Hollywood stardom is a testament to his determination and resilience. Born as Lawrence Thoreau on May 21st, 1952 in Chicago, Illinois, Mr. T was the youngest of 12 siblings in a family led by his mother after his father's departure when he was just five years old. Growing up in the Robert Taylor Holmes Public Housing Project in Chicago's South Side exposed him to poverty and crime. He witnessed heinous acts throughout his neighborhood but was determined to rise above these circumstances. Despite the odds stacked against him, Mr. T's upbringing instilled a sense of discipline and strength thanks to the guidance of his mother and the support of his brothers. His brothers introduced him to bodybuilding as a means of survival in a tough neighborhood. While academics weren't his strong suit during his time at Dunbar Vocational High School, he excelled in other areas like wrestling, martial arts, and football. He became a city wrestling champion three times and even earned a football scholarship to Prairie View A&M University. Although he majored in mathematics, 
he left after a year. Mr. T's life took a different turn when he joined the military police corps, serving as a military policeman. His dedication and leadership qualities earned him recognition as a top trainee of the cycle among 6,000 troops. After his military service, he pursued a career in professional football with the Green Bay Packers, but faced setbacks due to a knee injury. It was during the mid-70s that he reinvented himself as a bouncer and adopted the distinctive look that would become his trademark, the mohawk hairstyle and the gold jewelry. Working as a bouncer, Mr. T's reputation grew. He was hired to maintain order in nightclubs where he famously kept customers' jewelry safe by wearing it conspicuously. He handled violence and kept drug dealers at bay, often being sued, but emerging victorious each time. His tenure as a bouncer brought him into contact with celebrities who frequented the nightclubs, leading to opportunities as a celebrity bodyguard. Over the course of a decade, he protected prominent figures from various walks of life, including Michael Jackson, Muhammad Ali, Diana Ross, Steve McQueen, among others. His reputation as an unbreakable protector meant that he was offered many jobs throughout Hollywood. In 1982, Mr. T portrayed himself in the blaxploitation drama film Penitentiary 2. However, it was his appearance on the NBC TV show Games People Play, specifically the America's Toughest Bouncer contest segment that changed the course of his life. Sylvester Stallone spotted him during the contest, leading to his iconic role as Clubber Lang in the 1982 sports drama film Rocky III. This role catapulted Mr. T into stardom, making him a household name. His formidable presence and unique style, including his trademark gold chains, made him an unforgettable figure of the 1980s. And this was just the beginning of his incredible journey. Magnum, ha. Houston, don't make me laugh. Don't be caught with those wimps. Play ball with the A-team. We're out to the Super Bowl next Sunday on NBC. In the film Rocky III, Mr. T plays the character Clubber Lang, a formidable and aggressive boxer who serves as the main antagonist of the movie. Clubber Lang is a fierce and relentless competitor who challenges Rocky Balboa, played by Sylvester Stallone, for the heavyweight boxing championship. Clubber Lang's involvement in the film revolves around his relentless pursuit of a title shot against Rocky. He is known for his intimidating presence, his powerful punches, and a brash and trash-talking personality. Clubber Lang's path to the championship match begins when he openly challenges Rocky during a press conference, hurling insults and taunts at the reigning champion. As the film progresses, Clubber Lang's animosity towards Rocky grows, and the two eventually face off in a highly anticipated bout. In their first encounter, Clubber Lang manages to defeat Rocky, dethroning him as the heavyweight champion. This loss deeply affects Rocky, leading to a period of self-doubt and introspection. However, with the help of his former rival and friend Apollo Creed, played by Carl Weathers, Rocky undergoes a rigorous training regimen to regain his confidence and boxing skills. In the climax of the film, Rocky challenges Clubber Lang to a rematch. This time, Rocky is better prepared and in peak physical condition. The epic showdown between the two boxers is the central focus of the film's final act. Without giving away too many spoilers, Clubber Lang's role in Rocky III serves as a catalyst for Rocky's personal and professional growth, and their confrontations make for some of the most memorable moments in the Rocky franchise. Mr. T's portrayal of Clubber Lang is characterized by his intensity, aggression, and memorable catchphrases, making him a standout villain in the series. In the series The A-Team, Mr. T plays the iconic character B.A. Baracus, also known as Bad Attitude Baracus, or simply B.A. 
He's a tough, muscle-bound mechanic and a vital member of the A-Team, a group of ex-U.S. Army Special Forces soldiers who become mercenaries for hire, often helping those in need. B.A. Baracus is known for his distinctive appearance, including the mohawk haircut, the gold chains, and the aversion to flying. That's my favorite part, which leads to memorable scenes where he is sedated before boarding planes. His role in the A-Team primarily involves providing the team with mechanical expertise, combat skills, and brute strength to carry out their missions while showcasing a gruff yet endearing personality. Mr. T's performance as B.A. Baracus was a career-defining role that had a significant impact on both his career and pop culture. He brought an undeniable charisma and charm to the character, endearing B.A. to audiences worldwide. His portrayal of a tough but ultimately good-hearted character resonated with viewers and contributed greatly to the show's success. Mr. T's signature style, complete with the gold chains and no-nonsense attitude, made him an instantly recognizable figure. The role cemented his status as an iconic pop culture figure of the 1980s. His catchphrase, I pity the fool, became synonymous with him and further solidified his place in the public consciousness. The A-Team not only elevated Mr. T's high profile, but also provided a platform for him to expand his career in television, film, and other entertainment endeavors, solidifying his legacy as one of the era's most beloved and enduring personalities. Which leads to the animated series, Mr. T. He plays the title character himself. The show revolves around Mr. T and a group of gymnast friends who travel the world solving mysteries and helping people in need. Each episode features action-packed adventures that typically involve thwarting the plans of villains using teamwork, athleticism, and positive life lessons to overcome various challenges. Mr. T's performance in the animated series, Mr. T, is notable for his charismatic, larger-than-life personality coming out in 2D screens. He brings his unique style and the catchphrases to life even through an animated persona, making Mr. T a strong and influential figure even in the animated world. His character in the show embodies the themes of teamwork, friendship, and the importance of doing what's right which aligns with the positive and motivational messages he conveyed in his real-life public appearances. One of my favorite moments in the animated series are the live-action portions where Mr. T delivers a life lesson with every single episode, as evidenced with our love for doing that right here on One to Grow On. Some of Mr. T's lesser-known roles were also impactful, especially to me. The comedy film DC Cab from 1983, Mr. T plays the character Samson, a tough and streetwise taxi driver. The film follows the misadventures of an eclectic group of taxi drivers working for a struggling cab company in Washington, D.C. The TV series in 1988, T&T, was a Canadian TV series in which Mr. T played T.S. Turner, a professional boxer turned detective who solves crimes and helps people in need. The show allowed Mr. T to continue his tough guy image while taking on the role of crime-fighting hero. While TNT didn't achieve the same level of mainstream success as some of his other work, it kept him in the public eye and showcased his versatility as an actor. And who could forget the cameos? Mr. T made memorable cameo appearances in several popular TV shows of the 1980s, including Different Strokes and Silver Spoons. His appearances typically involved playing himself or a variation of his persona, which always delighted fans. These cameos contributed to his pop culture status and reinforced his iconic image as a tough yet compassionate character. Over the years, Mr. T continued his acting endeavors with films like 
Alice Through the Looking Glass, Freaked, Spy Hard, Not Another Teen Movie, and, of course, other TV series, including Blossom. In 1984, he came up with a rap EP, Mr. T's Commandments, for children where he encouraged children to embody good values, listen to their parents, study, and stay away from drugs. That year, he also came up with a motivational video entitled Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. Meanwhile, he was also associated with the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. We covered a little bit of that in a previous episode. In 1985, during the first WrestleMania, he partnered with American pro wrestler Hulk Hogan and defeated Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. During WrestleMania II, he defeated his arch-rival Roddy Piper in a boxing match by disqualification. The following year, he continued to participate in WWF activities throughout other televised programs. He was even featured in world-class championship wrestling in 1989, a Dallas, Texas-based wrestling promotion where he supported their champion, Kerry Von Erich. After a hiatus, he returned to the ring for another match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair that was held at World Championship Wrestling's Halloween Havoc in 1994. That year, he defeated wrestler Kevin Sullivan at Starcade as well. Overall, these roles and cameos helped Mr. T maintain his iconic status, making him a beloved figure in both 1980s culture and beyond. His contributions to television and film, along with his unique personality and style, have left a lasting impact on our pop culture. The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. Listen and listen good. I'm talking to you. When a new kid moves in on your block, what's your attitude? Do you figure, what do we need him for? Well, I pity the fool that makes that mistake. The friends you already got might not be all the friends you ever need. And when you keep new people out, just because they're new to you, you're only cheating yourself. So don't you ever write nobody off just because he's the new kid on the block. You never know what you might be missing till you get to know them. So take it from me, Mr. T. Mr. T was the icon of the 80s for me. From the time that I was a little kid, he was everywhere. I mean, one of my, honestly, earliest, earliest experiences in knowing who Mr. T was, was the film Rocky Three. I was little, but I remember the entire movie-going experience. See, as a family, when we went to the movies, it was an event. It was a big deal. And so, you know, we made a big deal out of it. We saw Rocky Three together as a family. My mom, my dad, my brother, and I remember piling up into the car and heading out to the movieplex, and we had um, programs. Like, there was actual programs for this movie. So it must have been, like, the premiere weekend when we went to see Rocky Three. And I just remember how scary Mr. T was. Because, I mean, like, honestly, just, like, his face, throughout all the montages throughout um, throughout Rocky Three, all you saw was Mr. T and his just his gritting teeth. And he's like, ugh. And he's just like making that noise, making that face while he's punching, knocking people out. And then, you know, he's he you catch him there. And I'm sorry, I'm, I do a lot of Mr. T impressions throughout this whole thing. They're not great, but that's just how I remember him. Because in that scene in Rocky three, when he's in the press conference and he goes, hey, Balboa, hey, Balboa. And he just starts tearing Rocky down, tearing him down, demanding a title shot. It is just intimidating and strong. And here you are right away. You see this character that's larger than life, Mr. T. 
And throughout the whole movie, he was scary. And then it was just kind of funny because like right from there, it just seemed like his whole career took off because you saw Mr. T everywhere. He was on Bob Hope specials. He was on, you know, NBC lineups. He was on, you know, making cameos in TV shows. You saw Mr. T in, in every single aspect of pop culture from there on out. And that was my first experience with him. But then like now he spills into other things. Because then he got Mr. T and he, he gets to show the A-Team, which I loved. I mean, as a kid, was anything more exciting than the A-Team? Anything cooler? We're going to do an entire episode on the A-Team soon, I know. Because it's every single character was just amazing to me. And I, I loved every aspect of that show. I loved Mr. T. I loved Murdoch. I loved Hannibal. To this day, I can't have a cigar without saying I love it when a plan comes together. I just can't. I can't do it. And you know, Face Man, Starbuck became Face Man, and it was just an incredible cast of characters. And just that show is so full of so many pop culture references. But Mr. T in that show, you literally had Mr. T playing Mr. T. And the best parts of that show were when Mr. T had to get on a plane, and he's like, I ain't getting on no plane. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, it's okay, B.A., have some milk. And then, you know, they drugged their friend just so that he would get on the plane. And I loved it when he would, like, wake up mid-flight and just want to just beat up whoever was around him. That was one thing. Then you get Mr. T in my wrestling. And here I am at really the start of when I'm discovering how much I love wrestling. And you have Mr. T getting involved in these storylines with Hulk Hogan training with Hulk Hogan. Now he's showing up at places with Hulk Hogan, right? And so him and, and, and Hogan are hosting Saturday Night Live. Him and Hogan are showing up on Richard Belzer's um, talk show. Remember that? When they legit hurt Richard Belzer, the comedian, all because he called wrestling fake? And all of those moments, I was there for watching each and every one of those things just kind of rise up and rise up. Then I'd see Hulk Hogan's cameos on the A-Team, and now all of these lines were blurred. Some of my favorite episodes of the A-Team are when they mix wrestling in with what's going on with the A-Team. And each and every one of those things, he was in the World Wrestling Federation for a long time. People don't realize that, is that Mr. T was even there beyond WrestleMania 2. So in WrestleMania 2, we always talk about this tag team match between him, him and, and Hulk Hogan. But in WrestleMania 2, Mr. T had a boxing match with Rowdy Roddy Piper. And that was even more intense, I think, than how WrestleMania 1 started. Now you have this whole thing leading towards a boxing match between him and Piper. And the match didn't even last long because Roddy Piper body slammed Mr. T and got disqualified. But still, you had this like furious rivalry between these two people and Roddy Piper legit did not like Mr. T, which is really interesting. And then he continued that on. He actually came back again for another uh, another thing and, and that kind of fizzled out and he kind of ended his time and then he shows back up in wrestling in the 90s because he wasn't done with it. It was just a really interesting time to be a fan of Mr. T. I mean, you can't forget his his pop culture appearances in general, that Santa photo of him and Nancy Reagan is iconic. The fact that he would sit there, you know, that he would sit there in a Santa suit with all these gold chains and the first lady is sitting on his lap. Um, who else could do that besides Mr. T? His cameo appearances on different strokes. I love that, man. When Arnold cut his hair into, a, I mean, it was the worst looking bald cap in television history, but when Arnold cut his hair to look like Mr. T 
And it was just, it, it was insane. And then there's a little known one of like him in Silver Spoons that shows Silver Spoons with Ricky Schroeder. And he played Ricky Schroeder's bodyguard in that episode. And he wasn't playing him. It was, he was just a guy. He was just a bodyguard, but it was still Mr. T. Mr. T in anything is Mr. T. And it was amazing. And then his, um, his rap songs, you know, treat your mama right. All that kind of stuff. Um, the songs, by the way, if you didn't know this, the songs written on Mr. T's rap album were actually written by, ready for this, rapper Ice-T. So Ice-T wrote Mr. T's rap. I'm just leaving that there for you. You think about that for a while. But he was everywhere. And Mr. T also is a cancer survivor. Diagnosed with T-cell lymphoma in 1995. He even used it as an opportunity to focus on kids. And I think that's what I loved best about Mr. T growing up was that he really was about the kids. So he, he used his, his own cancer diagnosis as a way to bring attention to kids fighting pediatric cancer. His appearance on Dancing with the Stars in 2017 even was about that. He dedicated his entire appearance to the kids. It's just wild. I, I mean, here's the deal. I even watched the cartoon and wanted the toys from Mr. T's cereal, even though I did not like cereal. Okay, so this is a huge newsflash for some of you because the one of the most iconic things about the 1980s is the wide array of cereals. And we're going to unpack this in a later episode because I hated cereal. I could not, as a, I'm a texture guy and I could not even hold the taste of or the, the texture of cereal in my mouth. It was just gross to me. But there were certain cereals that I wanted my brother who ate cereal, I wanted him to buy so that I could get the toy. And it was a nice arrangement that we had. And so, you know, I would do that same thing. I was like, man, I want Mr. T cereal for the toys inside Mr. T cereal and you can have the Mr. T cereal. But he had that. His, his face was everywhere in animated form with the cartoon where he's basically the bodyguard slash bus driver for a bunch of gymnasts who solve crimes. I mean, it's like, it's like Scooby-Doo, but like Mr. T instead. And, you know, it was just an amazing time in the 80s. I'm trying to think. The 80s are filled with iconic characters. I mean, you have colorful, larger-than-life people. You got, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, Cyndi Lauper, Prince, right? You have Hulk Hogan's. You have, um, you know, uh, cartoons like the Smurfs and, and things like that. But there's not one person other than Mr. T for this 80s kid that I could think of that would say, this guy embodies everything about my childhood because he was in all of it. He was in every single bit of it as an inspiring character, an inspiring person, somebody who cared about the kids, sending positive messages, and in my mind, being part of so many iconic stair-step moments. Rocky Three with the movies, the A-Team with TV, literally just being an NBC television icon with his, his public service announcements and more. Nobody in the 80s to me, in all of this season, the reason why I picked him as the season finale topic is nobody in the 80s for me embodies that whole look <laughs> than Mr. T. No one else in the world is going to be able to pull off that mohawk with all the gold chains, the sleeveless shirts, and be taken seriously, except for him. So for me, Mr. T uh, is where it's at. Let's do the Q&A up next. I get angry just thinking about it, it makes me mad. Little kids doing drugs, it turns my stomach. That stuff hurts. 
stop you from living up to your potential. It holds you back. It hurts the user. It hurts his family. And it hurts his friends. I just want to shake some sense into you kids that are using drugs and think about using. So remember, don't or else. All right, guys, it's time for the Q&A. Remember, if you ever have any questions about our upcoming topics, I post those topics and then um, you can send us an email at RadioWayne at gmail.com. Up, we have Jake from Colorado. When you think of Mr. T, which iconic role or appearance comes to your mind first? I always think of B.A., B.A. Baracus from the A-Team because the A-Team was like my, my show of shows in the 80s. That was the thing that if it was on, I didn't miss it. And I was uh, I was all about that show. I was all about the A team. So I always think about Mr. T as as B A because honestly, in that he was Mr. T. I mean, he looked Mr. T was B A. B A was Mr. T. And so it wasn't even like he was out of character. You saw that persona and you saw that way that he was dressed. That's exactly who B A was. Ethan from Nevada. Out of all the characters in the A team, how do you feel Mr. T's character B A was the standout? Why or why not? That, you couldn't compete with that personality. You could not compete with B.A. Baracus. I think it's like in the show, you have like the two, you know, kind of straight men, which is like you have Hannibal and Face and they get things done and they're fine and they have their little character quirks too, right? But now you have, you know, Mr. T and Murdoch and they're bantering against each other all the time, wanting to fight, wanting like, you know, Mr. T wanted to just murder Murdoch over and over again every episode and you just you can't get past a personality like Mr. T. He's not going to be a background character uh in in a scenario like that. Uh speaking of what if scenarios, let's talk about it's not, uh, maybe this is a crossover alert. We'll see Cameron from Arizona. Imagine if Mr. T had landed a role in another 80s action film franchise. Which one do you think it would be and why? So we're recasting Mr. T in another 80s action film. What about Predator? Could we have done that? Could we have put Mr. T versus the Predator? I'd watch that movie. I mean, like, you need Arnold, but I would have liked to see them team up. That would have been a great... Put them in a movie together back in the 80s, Arnold and Mr. T. You would literally just have two catchphrase kings bouncing off each other over and over again. Brandon from Rhode Island. How do you think Mr. T's cameos on various TV shows impacted his legacy and personality? I just think because he could be anywhere. This was... This guy, this actor, this this star who appealed to kids. That's the thing that we got to remember is that like it was it was all about the kids for him, and the kids just loved Mr. T. You you if you were a kid in 1985 and Mr. T was showing up on a screen, you were watching it. If you were flipping the channels by hand, mind you, and turning the crank right, turning the dial. If you were flipping channels and you saw Mr. T on the screen, you stopped. And that was the thing is that you could put him on a show in any capacity in any place and you would stop and watch. I would watch the Bob Hope specials just in hopes of seeing him when he popped up. I would watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to see if Mr. T was going to show up. He was everywhere and and he made everything exciting. Who else could be on different strokes as a cameo and film a scene where he smashes somebody through a coffee table on different strokes? Only Mr. T could do that. That's right. Um, Elijah from Kentucky. Did you own any Mr. T merchandise growing up, like action figures or lunchboxes? I owned action figures and lunchboxes, Elijah. <laughs> Literally, I had an A-Team lunchbox, and I also had the A-Team action figures, and uh, both sizes of them. They had two different sizes 
of figures, and I I had to make sure that I had a Mr. T uh, action figure, and that was my way of getting away with that. And this next question has to do with that because I owned another piece of merch. Uh, Mason from Oregon wrote, Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. Uh, was there a particular Mr. T catchphrase or moment that became a staple in your household or among your friends? Okay, so I imitate Mr. T way more now than I used to when I was a kid, but I used to have that catchphrase machine. Does anybody remember that? It was like a, almost like a keychain thing. You hit a button and it would say all of the different things. It would say, um, you know, I pity the fool, or it would say, quit your jibba jibba. And I used to love that kind of stuff. So um, I had that little thing and I wore it out. Last question. Hunter from New Mexico. Were there any life lessons or messages that Mr. T that stuck with you throughout your life? Were there any life lessons or messages from Mr. T that stuck with you throughout your life? Yeah, one important, one very important one. Mother, there is no other. Mother, treat her right. Treat her right. That was the thing, man. Respect your parents. That was the thing that Mr. T taught. Mr. T loved his mother, and I did this, you know, same thing, man. I just, you know, even today, uh, respecting my parents. That was a lesson that uh, you learn in Sunday school, and that's a lesson you learn from Mr. T, okay? And I, I think it stuck even better from Mr. T because it has that catchy song. Every Mother's Day, I share that video on my social media platforms, and uh, it's and it's the truth. Life lesson I learned from Mr. T was you could be tough, you could be strong, and you could also be respectful and loving. And that's what Mr. T taught me. You know, on that subject, it's one to grow on. All right, folks, I need a show of hands. How many people remember Mr. T's rap called Treat Your Mama Right? One of my favorite things to share on Mother's Day is this rap. He was always about doing the PSAs on TV, on video, in the movies, everywhere he could. Mr. T was always about a positive message. And this message in particular, Treat Your Mama Right, was at the heart of many of his messages. You see, Mr. T, he had it right. In his song, he reflects about respecting the sacrifices and love our mothers make. Well, Mr. T says, mother is like no other, so treat her right. Well, but let's extend that. It's not just about treating our mothers right. It's about respecting both of our parents at all stages of life. Age doesn't diminish the value of respect. As adults, it can be easy to forget that our parents were once young like us, facing challenges, making choices, and trying their best. And now I get it. Not all of us have had the easiest relationships with our folks. And for those who find it hard to honor their parents because of past difficulties, here's a twist. Choose today to be the adult that your own kids or that the young ones around you can respect and honor. Be the role model that you might have wished for. There's a timeless saying that goes, your character is defined by how you treat those who can do nothing for you. In the same light, the respect that we show to our elders, especially our parents, speaks volumes about our character. So, whether you're donning gold chains or not, let's take a cue from Mr. T. Love, respect, and honor your parents. And if the path with them has been rocky, focus on paving a smoother road for the next generation. 
let's make sure that when the kids around us grow up, they have a shiny example to look up to. As Mr. T would say, treat your mama right. And while you're at it, treat everyone right. And that's one to grow on. I know cool. And Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. That's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Well, true believers, we've come to the end of another action-packed episode of Radio Wayne's One to Grow On. And this time, we've been celebrating none other than the man with the bling and the bluster, the one and only Mr. T. From his larger-than-life personality to his iconic roles and catchphrases, we've taken a ride on the T train today. But before we wrap up this season, let me remind you to subscribe to the podcast on all platforms and leave a review that's as strong as Mr. T himself so that others can find us and join the party. Now, I know you're itching for more, and we've got the ticket. Introducing our $2 time machine tier on Patreon. For just $2 a month, you'll unlock the power to journey through time with us and get every new episode a couple of days early as it's freshly edited. It's like stepping into the time machine with more gold chains than you could ever imagine. And don't forget, our cup of coffee in the big time tier is still brewing strong at $5 a month, complete with bonus posts, exclusive polls, and the audio show, The More You Know. It's like a sip of nostalgia in every cup. You can't quit your jibba-jabba. Well, dial us up on voicemail at 727-37-WAYNE or 727-379-2963. You got more to say? Drop us a line at radiowayne at gmail.com. And for the daily doses of nostalgia, follow us on Instagram and our fast-growing Facebook community under at one to grow on podcast. We're also flexing our muscles on TikTok and YouTube, so help us pump up those platforms too. A huge thank you to artist extraordinaire Greg Goslin for creating our T-tastic podcast logo and artwork. Give him a follow at Greg Goslin and bask in his creative glory. And let's not forget our editing superhero, Stephen Orr, whose podcasting prowess can be heard on Just Another Fanboy and The Superman Super Show. Now I've got a little news for you. This is our season finale, but don't you dare turn away because we've got not one, but two Halloween bonus episodes coming up and a feast of Thanksgiving and Christmas episodes to keep your holiday spirits high. Season two is right around the corner, serving up 10 new topics from the 90s this time, including American Gladiators, Saved by the Bell, Wayne's World, and more. Remember, Radio Wayne's One to Grow On is a production of Radio Wayne Media. And now, keep those chains shining and your mohawk mighty. If you don't come back next season, I pity the fool. Woo!